your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Fine Gael, TD for Limerick and Minister of State with responsibility for the Office of Public Works. Patrick O'Donovan is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Uh, the Sunday Business Post had a story saying that the OPW held a crisis meeting with revenue last week because it is the key anchor tenant in the overall plan to redevelop the opera site, the massive opera site development in Limerick City Centre and uh, any revision to the need for office space by the revenue due to blended or hybrid working would require a new planning application and could also threaten the viability of the entire project unless a replacement tenant can be found. What's going on here? I suppose to find out what what we're talking about is the old Sarsfield house down there and the riverbank inside in the middle of Limerick. People will be familiar with it. It's the home of the Collector General. And the Collector General has about 900-odd people working uh, for him in Limerick. And uh, it, back a, a number of years ago, the government decided, and together with the Amalgamated Limerick City and County Council, that we play a part in the rejuvenation of Limerick. Uh, and as part of that, um, the decision was made to relocate um, the Revenue Commissioner's and the Collector General's office from Sarsfield House uh, to the new Limerick 2030 site. And at the time, uh, that provision was for about 900 uh, civil civil servants uh, because there's a huge footprint of the revenue commissioners in the Midwestern region, including Ennis, the Castle West, the Stoll and everywhere else. So about 900 were to be accommodated. Then along came COVID uh, and we know what happened there. And then the, the concept which we had, nobody had ever really encountered before, new farms and blended farms of working uh, also came through. And post-COVID, uh, once everything started to be picked up, it, it became apparent that the, the need for the revenue commissioners for 900 uh, office spaces was no longer going to be required because of new farms of blended working, working from home, alternate days, shared accommodation, everything else. It's the sort of thing that before COVID we had never heard of, but that now is becoming an arm and a lot of your listeners um, will be working from home this morning and you know they, they'll, people across the county will know exactly what I'm talking about. So... We're in a, a position now where there's discussions uh, between the parent departments um, who are, in this case, the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform uh, and the Department of Housing, Planning and Local Government um, with, with a view to seeing uh, how we can move the, 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 the project forward. It should be said at the outset that the Office of Public Works are completely committed to finding a new solution for the people that are working in accommodation at the moment, which is, to be quite honest about it, it's not great, we'll be putting it mildly. But, but uh, does that include the Opera Centre? We're committed to finding a solution to this. And I mean, we're also committed to our role um, within uh, urban regeneration. And if the Opera Centre ultimately is the decision that the government make, well then, you know, OPW will will, um, will go ahead with that. Um, but they, it's, it's becoming clear to us that the original need uh, and the original request uh, from the Collector General is now no longer needed, so we have to reflect on that. Uh, is um, it your understanding, for example, that there is a revised planning permission on the way when it comes to the Opera Centre as a consequence of what's happening? Well, if, if for argument's sake, uh, if, like there's a number of options that are currently being discussed, uh, and it's important to say that no decision has been made with it. Um, like, we will only require, obviously, uh, somewhere around half of what was originally um, put on the table to, to accommodate the people that we have to look after. Um, so there will a, a decision will have to be made in, in respect of a, 
this, and this is not a small building, by the way. The original cost of this was 120 million euros. It's gone way over that now in terms of inflation. It's probably closer to 130 million euros. And the so overall site is something almost four hectares, isn't it? It's enormous. I mean, I was down there, and, and great credit has to go to Limerick 2030 for the way in which they have cleared the site and taken out, uh, you know, made it ready for what will be really the urban centre of Limerick. Um, but we have to reflect on the fact now that uh, we have a reduced need um, and I would be having a totally different conversation with you if we reflect on that uh, based on the fact that ultimately, um, you know, a governance structure has to be put in place as to what happens over a period of time with this building okay. and how it will well, And I suppose, Minister, you know, it, it is becoming a real concern for listeners. I mean, hearing what you have to say this morning, we are coming up to the 10th anniversary of the launch of the 2030 mm plan and 2030 is very much on the horizon mm. uh, you know year zero really we've been told for a very long time do you still have confidence in the 2030 project well i absolutely i have confidence in in us being able to make sure that the center of limerick um, is, is is regenerated and that there's a rejuvenation uh, which is required uh, and has a big public element to it and has the civil service at the heart of it absolutely uh, and, you know, OPW will play their but, part. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean the opera site, the four hectares that have been cleared. And ultimately, look, a decision will be made by government around this. Um, I mean, there there is a revised planning application going to be required anyway, uh, outside of whatever, uh, you know, the Collector General decided or didn't decide. Why? Uh, because design changes had to be made to the building. Uh, you know, the original building, was there was design changes there anyway. And, so, and what, why, what was the purpose of that? Well, look, there was internal issues in terms of the internal structure and layout, and that that was that was going to be submitted to board Planala anyway. And, and, the, the and how long will that delay things? Do you think a revised? Well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't delay things. I mean, to be honest about it. Well, can I, can I ask? Can I ask an honest question? Are, are on board Planala making decisions at the moment? I'm not getting. Do you want to get into the larger context of what's going on there? But you know, is the process still operating? Absolutely. I right. mean, uh, on board Planala hasn't been defensive. Oh, okay, well, look, this is a very, very important issue. And it's something that we've talked about an awful lot uh, on this show. And it's been part of public debate in Limerick since the launch in 2013. So I'm going to take a brief break and come back to Minister Patrick O'Donovan on this and on something else that he, he's going to talk to us about. Too. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We're talking to Finnegale Limerick TD and Minister of State with responsibility for the Office of Public Works, Patrick O'Donovan, this morning and talking about the Opera Centre and the Revenue Commissioners. Is there a prospect minister of the Revenue Commissioners not ending up as a tenant on the Opera site? Well, I think it's important to find out as well, and I, I should have said it at the start of the interview, that we're uh, the tenant here uh, in, in the sense that um, we're not the developer. So Limerick 2030 to Limerick City and County Council is actually developing the building, which is a new way of doing things. Normally, if we had to house the Road Safety Authority or the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Education or whoever, uh, we'd build the building ourselves. Uh, this is different. Um, the council is doing this. Um, and, you know, we are essentially, like, I, I, I suppose for all intents and purposes, the purchaser. Um, so our commitment is, uh, on behalf of the government, the concept of urban regeneration and, more importantly, to house the revenue commissioners in the heart of Limerick City. Uh, and that's what we're committed to doing. Um, and obviously, look, we're we're in a situation now post-COVID where we never anticipated it was going to come out of. The, the people that we need to house 
are telling us that they don't need as much office space as they did at the start of the project. So they could end up somewhere else and not in the opera? Well, look, we have to reflect what it is, Joe, that is, uh, you know, in, a, in, in the market that's there at the moment, in the climate that's there at the moment. I mean, if, if, if I was on the radio with you uh, and you said to me, uh, Minister, did you not take into consideration that the revenue commissioners have their original request? I'd be having a totally different interview with you. Because, Minister, um, UL was due to have an involvement there at one point and that didn't go ahead. Is it now time for the Opera Centre to look for a new anchor tenant? Because it looks like the revenue aren't going to be there. Well, it doesn't look like that. I don't know how you could draw that conclusion. I mean, there's um, there's discussion taking place between the parent department, um, public expenditure, housing, uh, and revenue itself uh, with respect to, to their accommodation needs. So until such time as a decision has been taken and that it's too early to jump to any kind of conclusions around uh, what it is that will... And when is the de- decision likely to be made, do you think? Shortly. Um, but like what this, I would this say, year? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, in in uh, 2022, between now and Christmas? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it is important for us because we have to accommodate um, civil service. We have to make sure that they're properly accommodated uh, and that the office accommodation uh, is, that part them is fit for are, purpose. Are you looking at other sites in Limerick City? No, no, we're not. Uh, so how, how, do you, how do you even know if there is somewhere else you could put these people? Well, the first thing we have to decide is uh, with respect to the building that's currently planned. And if the developer, who's Limerick City and County Council, uh, can demonstrate, for instance, that it can be accommodated uh, on the existing site without any changes, these are the type of discussions mm-hmm. that will be taking place at a, at a, at a government level. Right, but at I, the I, moment, I, the only thing that we do know, sorry for cutting across you, Joe, is that the original demand for 900 is now not... Okay, uh, uh, because, because obviously, I mean, you'd be very well aware, uh, Minister, that we are in a, a key period of transition for Limerick City Centre. There's an awful lot going on there, not mm. just at Opera. And, you know, the, the people of Limerick have been promised an awful lot around 2030. And they might listen to you this morning and go, is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, what the people of Limerick would expect, I think, from me uh, is to, to say that when the goalposts move substantially because of a global pandemic where people now work differently, that I would, and the Office of Public Works, would reflect that. If I didn't do that, I think the people of Limerick would take a totally, a totally different view. Right. Very briefly, uh, this was a very important issue we wanted to touch on with you, but tell me about the uh, 33 communities that are going to benefit from a government decision around Limerick. So, look, really good news for, for communities all across the county of Limerick, places like Coleman's Well, Newcastle West, Mount Collins Hospitals, all over the county have shared out a, in a, a fund that Heather Humphreys made available, 680,000. We know after COVID that there was huge difficulties uh, for community centres in terms of looking after their basic needs because of their funding streams, their volunteers and everything else were faced with massive bills. So, I mean, the type of grants that have been made available by Heather Humphreys this week will make a huge difference, particularly in rural areas where you have places like uh, Coleman's Well, for instance, getting almost 25,000 euros. It would take them ages to be able to fundraise that sort of money to keep the, the, literally to keep the the community centre viable. So it's a big investment by the government into rural areas and I know that has been well received by the communities involved. All right, Minister Patrick O'Donovan. Can I just say one other thing? Very quickly, yeah. yeah. I have another guest waiting. Go on. Yeah, you, you know her as well because she's probably been amateur. Neve Nolan from Kilcolman is... Um, yeah, um, we had her on on Monday. Just the very, very best of luck to her. All right, thank you, Minister. Thank you. Thanks. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.